when they went into his crib and the news mm. camera start taking pictures of this nigga's closet and he had like eight pair of 12 years of slave brunch boots in the closet <laughs> that let me know right then and there that he was a criminal mastermind whatever they was accusing him of doing he in fact did that shit like whatever it was that they yes. said he yes. did it yes we're here I appreciate you coming through so, so you know, this, you know, on Thursdays, I got a lot of exclusives. This is part of my secret plug right here. Pause, pause. It's yours. Exclusives. When I see something online, I hit him up. Him or wifey, yo, what y'all got over there? I see it online. Y'all posting. Let me get that. You got them right. I fuck fans, King me. Boss, boss from Mars. Let's go. Let's get Come to it. Let's get to it. Juanito, what you got, bruh? Five man setting this bitch, that mean I got the hottest for taking this bitch. Hit the stripper, if I don't see nothing, I like it. Now I let the diamonds go dashing this bitch. Tell her shake some. Lambo, cause I got a race on. Let a nigga think he about to take some. Then the nine about to come like his eight some. My bitch be put up. How about the coop by rich, they flood up. Crop out the roof, I'll lift my thumb up. How about the shoot John Wick, they hood up. I'm not the truth. Me and bro back so you niggas in trouble It's light show if I lift up the bezel Upgrade who niggas ain't on my level I am the upgrade Any nigga run down gotta run fade Any nigga got beef get lunch trade I raid on a nigga like bug spray If I take all my money at the bank They go bankrupt So the label won't work every dollar No pay cut Big house with a pool in the back And a lakefront You niggas ain't smoking no ox That's fake run And I been gone Ain't no put on big dog. If it ain't about the money, it's ignore. I woke up chained up like jigsaw. I'll cast my chain on big boy. Make a nigga walk around with a chin guard. I hit up your bitch if I get bored. She pressed like a pin in the pin wrong. Big guns, if I shoot this bitch wrong, I might break some. Pull it out, put my kids on the tongue. Hit a lace front. These hoes be sick in the head. Better take some. Walk around with this 40 behind me. Like Drake coming. I give her time out, she a baddie. She want me to fuss in the attic. She want the dick, she can have it. She love me too much, she an addict. The Maybach is virtual, it's khaki. That ain't no drip, what attack it. My bitch ripping crocs out the plastic. Must be thinking about me like a caption. Me go gangin' this bitch like what's handin'. We the biggest shit I sent to Jackson. Nigga shiesty, so I got a mask it. I'm a king like the two double mattress. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, set it out 10, 13, you know how we coming. You know what the fuck going Whose on? Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is it's, this? It's, it's yours. Yeah. The world is yours. DJ World Premier, the boy wonder. Young scoliosis. Smother pork chop. On a better white rice with heavy pepper. Your fave podcast could never. It's the German bomber, the pod barber, red shirt daddy, girth Nowitzki. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined here tonight from retired 
ACLs of Derrick Rose. Cheese eyes could never. Staten a hat. Your favorite mathematician's favorite mathematician. Young beef and gravy. Fried okra. Maybe even Mr. Fried Green Tomatoes. We don't know. We don't know how they did out in Mississippi where his people from. The Windy City's home. The president of growth and development. Pause, if applicable, to all you gentlemen. We got WAP in the house, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta get back to rapping. (laughs) The president. (coughs) You earned all you've earned all of these titles, sir. You've earned all of these titles. I've just been a witness. LeBron era. Apparently. I'm gonna roll with it though. Fuck (laughs) him. How you living out there? Oh, you do. I knew you on like a southern style biscuit too, right? I just like to let you straggle. Nah, I'm I'm not gonna hold you, bro. Um, that's weird. That's weird. Like a lot of the southern dishes, I accept because I didn't know any better before I went to other parts of the world. Like the okra, the fried okra, pig's feet, chitlins, booty noodles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ate all of these things. The slave culinary arts. I was a victim to it also. But now I know better. Are you eating chitlins? I'm not fucking with no chitlins. I'm not fucking with no pig feet. I'm not fucking with none of that shit. You I'm going to leave your house once you start cooking chitlins. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm leaving your house as soon as you start preparing the chitlins. I ain't waiting That's for you to I mean. cook them. Yeah, as soon as you, you get pull out up that... You pull that fucking sink full of water and start taking the fucking membrane off. Niggas start walking around your house like, (laughs) oh, y'all making chillings over here? Bad. (laughs) Bad. Bad. Watch me. Watch me fucking get in the car. Boo your ass cold the whole ride home. You hear me? I ain't warming that bitch up either. Nah, but if you eat oxtail, if you eat oxtail, you can eat pig's feet. Oxtail ain't nothing. Oxtail ain't nothing but the Jamaican version of pig's feet. You know about them two different animals. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. This same this same animal for real, for real, you know what I'm saying? Oxes ox and pigs, you know, same niggas. I ain't never even seen an ox with a tail, so where the fuck they be getting that shit from? It ain't nothing but a bunch of bone and gristle 
And the little bit of meat that you get, depending on who prepared it, be tender. That's it. They, they both require a lot of sauce, whether it's hot sauce on the pig's feet or it's oxtail gravy on the oxtail. I'm I'm I need a fucking that's what I need. I need a cooking channel. I need the world is yours cooking channel. Where I just follow a bunch of randos in the kitchen. Yo, show me how to make show you me how to make that uh that macaroni salad, little bitch. I'm not eating it. I'm not eating it because there's some kind of condiment in the macaroni salad that I don't eat, whether it's mayonnaise or Italian dressing. I just know I'm not eating it. But I would like to capture the content of somebody preparing said cuisine. That feel like poor people food. Macaroni salad, potato salad, deviled eggs. That shit feels like poverty. True. Holidays is here. What's what's Mama Wop specialty? Well. Mm, I ain't gonna lie. Like my OG can cook, but like I wouldn't say like she like known for anything necessarily other than she cook good. Like, like ain't nothing like over the top necessarily. Like it's just good, you know what I'm saying? But she always she she more so like always been like a guaranteed type of person that's gonna cook every year. Like it's never gonna feel so like she kinda got known as the person in the family for a lot of years shit. Like we used to never have leftovers. I used to hate that shit growing up. Every fucking cousin gonna slide you the plate. You know what I'm saying? She just like I said, she just known as somebody that can cook. Like I wouldn't say like you gotta have a ham, or you gotta have this, or you know what I'm saying? Like, like she just can cook. Greens gonna be good. The dressing's gonna be good. Whatever oh, she so make, she gonna cook, be good. She, she cook everything. She cook yeah, everything. Much. I ain't never had no bad meal for my mama unless it's just something I don't like. Like it don't matter who the fuck is that shit. I'm like, not gonna say my mama done made a. A bad meal, uh, and I'm not going to say anything bad about her cooking because she might listen to the pod. Shout out to Mama Curly. Uh, but what I will say is, <coughs> her and her sisters used to have the battle for the potato salad and or the deviled egg. Like, niggas used to come through, and it was like, your first one home, grandma's going to give you the nod to make whichever one of these dishes. Because she's busy taking care of everything else, so she's going to give you the head nod 
And when you get the head nod, nigga, you got to get up and go. You got to take care of That's your dish. And all night long, niggas is going to be like, mm, 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 this is good. Helen, you made this? Nah, nah, nah. Boom. So-and-so made it. So-and-so made it. And then the next year, you got all the smoke. Oh, yeah, you know, I made a potato salad for the last cookout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all just got to get on my coattails and let me let me do this one, blah, blah, blah. Now, um, me, myself, I've always been too good to eat deviled eggs, potato salads. I've always been too good to eat that stuff. So I've never been able to judge, like, which one of the aunties or my mom like made the best i just knew better to stay away from all of that but if mom's was going to a spot and she wasn't cooking the whole dinner it's always the ham i think that's why i never like went muslim or fully committed to this jewish thing because moms would make the holiday ham. She's going to work. She's dropping me off at the function. But she's dropping me off with the ham. Couple pineapple rings on top. Couple cherries on top. Let that bitch sit in the oven. Boom. Get the baster. Drop the glaze on it. The honey. Whatever the fuck glaze on top of that bitch. Wrap it up super tight. Put that shit in the car. We roll. I don't even ride in the front seat. The ham rides in the front seat with the seatbelt on it. <laughs> that's that's how that's deep. But we at that time of year again. <sighs> it's the end of the year, bro. 2023 was crazy i feel like i feel like sometime around march maybe april somebody put some mushrooms or some acid in my water bottle because the year just went by super quick like i know now that we old time goes by fast but I'm not terribly pleased about it. It was hot like three pods ago. I was wearing shorts. I was out to 757 for my birthday like three pods ago. The year just go by too quick. But I got to do my year recaps. Um, And I'm going to start it off with my favorite, my favorite award. We give it out every year. And you let me know who gets the award from your, from your perspective. This is my favorite award to give out every year. It's the motherfucking nasty award. It might 
It might be a gimme. It might be a gimme this year. With everything that's transpired <laughs> the last month or two. But my man, Sean Combs, come on down. Come on down, Sean Combs. Come get this nasty award. Not only were you abusive to women, and that's not a joke. You were abusive to women, allegedly. But you were having freak-offs at the crib. Freak-off parties where multiple people was having sex in one confined location, 20 or 30,000 square feet of a location. A pretty big location. That's a warehouse, Wop. That's a warehouse of fucking and nastiness. And on a random Thursday, Sean Combs, was having a conversation with a young lady that he was enamored with. He was in a relationship with this young lady and they're having a conversation and he tosses the laptop to her. <laughs> Hold that, little bitch. And she's like, what you want me to do with the laptop, Sean? Hey, don't, don't call me that. You call me Diddy. I just put my glasses on. Uh-uh, take that, take that, take that. So he tells her to open up the laptop and do a search for black cock. Now, reading the reports, I challenged the validity of this because how many, how many black men are saying cock? But then I said to myself, I said, self, how many black men are searching for cock? It's like zero multiplied by zero or one multiplied by any other number. It's just a mirror. You're just looking at yourself. And Sean, said, don't just look up. Black cocks. No. No, Cassandra. <laughs> look up big black cocks. BBC. For all of my eyes to see. And that shit was gross. Mr. Combs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. This is, this is fucking, you know how you got old milk in your fridge, right? And you like take it out the fridge and you hear the shit in the container, the little doo And you're like, oh shit. The milk, oh, the milk frozen? And you don't put it in your cereal. 
You don't put it in your mac and cheese. Cool. Bet. Well, Sean put the old expired S-curl Murray's in his hair, and it did something to his brain because he's looking for black cops. And just because it's gay if I look, it's gay if I look for the black cock. So Cassandra, you look for the black cock and then turn the laptop to my peripheral. I'm going to stand over here in the corner with my shades on so you can't tell if I'm really looking at the laptop screen or if the laptop screen is looking at me. But there was big black cocks in that room and that young man was obliged. And for that, and for nothing else, Sean Combs, in 2023, you are the Nasty Award winner. We might, we might just rename this motherfucker after you. The Combs Award, the Diddy. Take that, take that, take that. Potentially. They called it the Diddy. Right. Yeah, we might have to call that motherfucker the Diddy moving forward. But uh Nasty Award 2023, who you who you giving it to? Uh I might have to probably give it to Yeah, I mean it don't it don't top Diddy for sure right now. Diddy is he in a lot of lot of speculations. <laughs> he in a lot of a lot of shit you don't really want to be in right now. Study trying to clear his name for sure. Like, but... <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna have to roll with Diddy, man. I, I don't know nobody nasty than Diddy right now. I got a couple runner ups. I got a couple runner ups. For the nasty award, it's been a long year. It's been a long year. My number one runner-up for the nasty award, and the only reason why he didn't get it to me is because we need more information. This young man plays professional basketball for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think everybody knows him as Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Or just or just Ant or Jordan Jr. of some sort. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna start this off with my favorite line. Send the video. Send the video. So, Aunt engaged in relations. A normal, a normal exercise 
for young men, especially young men with money. I don't know too many young men with money that don't engage in just general intercourse. Right now, he's dating, and this is close to home for you, Wop. This is close to home. Right now, he's dating um, Chief Keith, baby mama. Mm. But he had a tangible relationship with a young lady. She is a Instagram model. Uh, we love here at the World Is Yours podcast. We love the Instagram models, not this one, because she hard headed. Because she hard headed and she overdo it. But he had a relationship with this young lady, and sometimes when you're drunk in a hotel. And you're having a real good time. And it's a vibe. It's a vibe. You feeling it. She feeling it. You in the middle of whatever you're doing. And it's backshot mania. And you don't pull out. And immediately after, you don't go to the Walgreens, to the CVS, to the Rite Aid. You don't go there because you're still, you're caught up in the rapture. You are caught up in that Anita Baker. You still got the juices on you. She threw that big ass BBL thigh on you. And guess what? Now, now you're a hostage, sir. You are a hostage. And that's what happened. And she got pregnant. And for some strange reason, Aunt doesn't believe in face-to-face interactions. See, me, myself, I, I was raised in a different era. I was raised in a beeper era. You beat me, you put your little code in, one, four, three, boom, check it. I'm going to your crib. We're going to have a face-to-face interaction. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not Mr. Edwards. They had a text message transaction, and it went a little something like this. And just take the pills, bro. Her. You don't care about no one but you. And you got the money. What's the hold up? Because now you finna make a problem, bro. Her. You finna make what a problem? Question mark. I don't give a fuck. I've been nice. This whole time I've been nice. I don't bother you. I don't cause problems. I don't do nothing. I don't even speak. Don't even speak to me like that. I told you I would because you, all caps, 
want me to. So that's you talking about life. Just be somewhat of a understanding. I told you, I'll be home soon. Yeah. Okay, no problem. Just make sure I get a video of the box with the right pills. Mm. And, and, and then do some more, right? <laughs> this nigga remind me of my uncle that was in Vietnam. That nigga don't go nowhere where it's trees. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't go for a walk in the woods. This nigga break out in the sweat. He got anxiety and shit. That's Anthony Edwards. Her. What are the pills would they be? Anthony? See? Now listen, bitch. This is why I wouldn't text. Because why? Why would you say my name? Why would you say my name? Like you did that shit on purpose. You fucking right. Because this shit's finna be <laughs> evidence. You know, this finna be extortion. This it's finna be all the E words we don't like. <laughs> and just making sure. She sends a video. And the caption says, the other half is in 24 to 48 hours. <clears throat> and then she sends a picture of what looks like an AI-generated mixed baby. I know y'all seen the little apps where it'd be like, oh, put this face together and put this face together and we'll make a baby. The most dangerous app on the internet. Rest in peace, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs didn't die so that y'all could put my face with your face and see what our babies would look like. That's not why Steve Jobs died. He died so we could have access to Apple Music, all of our music in our phone without having to carry around a 300 CD case all the time. That's why he died. Y'all not using this internet shit right. <laughs> but she sends this video, this little AI mixed baby with mad baby hairs in a, in a pink onesie robe. Because she just knew it was going to be a girl. And she sends a text and it said, Look, how cute though. Broken heart emoji. At this point, Aunt, he goes to his basement of true niggerdom. And this is where he gets the nasty award, or at least runner-up. Three words. Three words. I want y'all to live by three words. Send the 
video. Shorty said, Shorty said, I haven't even taken or received anything. And send the video. Why are you repeating the same shit, Anthony? <coughs> the next morning, around 2.44, and the video, question mark. I was asleep, okay, dot, 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 <laughs> and where the video? <laughs> and then Shorty got smart. Or maybe she got dumb. I don't know. She said, so, I send you what you asked for. Then it's fuck me? No response. Four hours later, you gonna ignore me now? And my attorney gonna handle it. Her? You said we were handling it ourselves. And when I do my part, you turn. Your attorney? He hasn't even responded. Just do what you said you was gonna do. I did my part. You can send it within 48 hours. And he's supposed to. Her. Well, he hasn't responded. Not even once. He's still not responding. Please stop playing. Just do it. I did everything you asked. And then she makes a post on the internet. After posting these text messages, these intimate, these private text messages, she makes a post saying, I never once ran to the internet about no one. I tried over and over to handle this privately. And my efforts, my efforts were ignored. I've been lied to. I've been manipulated by someone who knows exactly what they're doing. And he doesn't take no accountability for anything. This just isn't right. Now. Now we're at a, now we're at a harsh crossroads. As as Bone Thugs and Harmony would say, we're at a crossroads. I would agree. Hundred K for an abortion. <clears throat> That's right. Don't clear your throat. I did not misquote. My dyslexia is not acting up. This is the World Is Yours podcast. And that young man paid $100,000 for an abortion. 
don't know what's more fucked up. The cost of abortion or the fact that a nigga is willing to, like, I ain't gonna say willing, but just like, damn. Abortions don't cost that much, bro. Man, send me the hundred k. I go kick it. Man, man. Let... <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, that was that was misogyny. That was man, toxic. I'm just, I'm just saying, though, bro. Like the money that motherfuckers just got access to is insane, bro. Um, if you've seen her. If you've seen her, maybe you understand. Maybe and maybe you don't. Uh, please look her up. Her name is Dream Page, no spaces. P A I G E. Um, she looks like a Kardashian with a 2023 BBL. So I understand the appeal. I fully understand the appeal. I fully understand going the abortion route. No, I feel it too. I mean, I'm just saying though, like, I know it's easier said than done, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get up in one of them joints. You want to feel that motherfucker and all that good shit, but it's just like, man, bro. On one end, you got to just be more careful, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just my whole thing on it. Like, you gotta be just. Did he sign his extension yet? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think this is the contract season for him. Um, what's the point? And let's just go off of rookie rookie contract. What's the point of making five point five million dollars a year for the first three to five years of your NBA career if you can't pay a hundred thousand for an abortion, bro? And I feel it. Don't get me wrong. Clearly, motherfuckers got it, but I'm just still saying it's like I don't know, bro. That's just got to be a. I mean, to be a celebrity just got to be scary, bro. Because you just never know, like what a motherfucker really on. Which, <clears throat> like, obviously, like yeah, they thirsty, but like. So it's probably a whole slew of bitches thirsty to get near you, you know what I'm saying? To get a taste of that lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just, I don't know. You I think got me personally, I'm, 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 I'm traveling with a box of condoms everywhere I go. Like, them bitches on me, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's just till you find the right one, at least, or like the one you know you want to be with type shit, like. You just can't take no chances. I'm not. Really? I might be equally or more 
reckless. Like this, like when they make the ESPN broke about me, it might just be from 100KIG Jones. I might have spent the whole year contract 5.5 on 100KIG joints that I can't even confirm or deny we're pregnant with my seed. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a curse, or it's the curse of having money. Sean Combs, Christopher Wallace, Mason Betha, they all said it best. Mo money, mo problems. I don't think that they were talking about these type of problems. No, they, that's this what they is talking to talking about though. It's just <laughs> reality. Shit. <laughs> shit. These definitely the type of problems they was referring to, bro. A honey K, folks. A honey K, bro. This what motherfucker this what a motherfucker giving up. Honey K. She took the two pills. So that means it's early. Like, super early in the first trimester. Like, six to eight weeks. <sighs> I, I, I'm not going to say this from experience, but I would assume that your local Planned Parenthood would have this uh, package costing somewhere around six to $800. It's just it. It's yours. It was, it was probably more of the, the incentive. Like he probably wanted to be on the hush and type shit. You know, obviously he don't want to really be all out there and shit like that. She well, the that. beige, the beige Canadian said it best. It's more attractive when you hold it down. I just I just want a young lady like that who put money into her body or money that she acquired to put into her body to create this this Barbie doll physique. I would think that you would be invested in yourself enough to where you would also not want to get pregnant. Only you know what you looked like before that BBL. Clearly, going to the gym is not, not the model that you can follow to shake this baby weight off. Especially if you got a, a real image out here in these streets, and then even the ones that don't got images, like just a, a regular chick, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to be keeping up with the Joneses, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Like they all want this shit, bro. You know, it's the it's the era we living in right now, bro. Like everybody want to be, you know what I'm saying? Top notch, you feel me? Like. 
And this damn near by any means, like, like you will be with a motherfucker and you will think a motherfucker really comfortable when they see him. But like the whole time they they sizing themselves up to the next chick. Or same thing with dudes. Like you got dudes getting this, this motherfucking ab surgery and all type of shit. Like everybody wanna be fit, looking good, which is understandable, but like the thing of it, it's like everybody wanna be overnight sensational. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm getting hair, so I'm not finna talk bad. On the BBL community, because I'm gonna get hair. But that to me, that ain't like no extreme shit though. Like no, that's like if a motherfucker extreme. gets a, it really ain't though. Like, cause a motherfucker like, a, uh, uh, to me, like if you got some money and you wanted to get your teeth and your hair fixed and shit like that, them type of like common features that. Most people would want to get fixed, but like, like, like the 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 BBLs. Like I've seen girls go to the gyms and like tone and get their ass the way they want it. No BBLs. It's just like certain people willing to put in work. Like that shit, the hair shit and the teeth shit. Like, it, like you need to probably see a professional for that. Like girls don't want to put in no work today to get an ass. They just want to, you know what I'm saying. They don't want to gain the right proportion of weight, then train that weight. They don't want to do all that's too much. Fuck that. It sounds stressful. It do. To a degree. But it's just like, again, if you know it's out there, you know what I'm saying? You can't fault nobody for wanting to, I guess, quote unquote, take the easy way out. I'm going. When I get my bread, when I when I hit five mil, I'm getting hair, I'm getting teeth, I might go buy sideburns. Like if niggas tell me sideburns is fucking fifteen hundred dollars more each, I'm getting two. Give me six more inches of height. If y'all niggas can do something. Can I get a fucking, uh, can I get a fucking feet BBL? I don't know what you do. Make my feet smaller. I want to wear a size 10 because I feel like niggas always have size 10 sneakers. They never have size 14 sneakers. Can I, can you give me a foot liposuction so that I can wear size 10 shoes? Uh, I might pay for the abs. I might pay for the abs sketching. LL Cool J did that shit early. Before that shit was proven, he's still walking around, living. Today. I seen that nigga performing at the 50 Years of Hip Hop last week. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Don't let me get money. So I'm going to turn into a whole different nigga, but I just, and maybe this is just the old man in me, but I remember a time when there was a code between the side, I'm not going to say the toot, I'm not, because the toots, 
I rarely see the toots in the headlines on world star hip hop and shit. I'm just going to say, I remember when there was a time when the sides understood that they were sides. They got their money. They kept it quiet. And they just made threats to get more money. They never actually went public because they knew if I go public, I'm not getting any more money. Like, this is going to be a very short-lived event if I attempt to go public. If I go public, I might get on Gail King. I might get on Oprah. I might write a book. I might get 50K, 80K off the book. If I keep this baby, I might get, let's just say, 100K, 100K every year. But if I take this 100K for the abortion now, I can run that same play three and four times this year. I can be a millionaire in three years off this behavior by just holding it down. Hmm. And not that I've ever been exposed by any sides, but I don't know too many people who've exposed their benefactor who are living equally to or higher than the person that they exposed. I don't know too many people that make that fucking rise in the depth charts. And not just financially either. Yeah, you fucking told on me. And maybe you made some bread behind it this year. And three years you're going to be relevant? This nigga ain't hit his max extension yet. He ain't hit his Dame Lillard contract yet. And three years you're going to be making that kind of money? But that's the thing, though. We we live in an era where it's just like, like, I guess people would rather be an overnight celebrity, you know what I'm saying, than, like, to play the long game. Like, ain't no playing the long game no more. <laughs> In the microwave era, the long game is nobody sees the long game. And I well, worry no. about I worry about the young men because I'd be like, yo, who be, who be schooling these young men? Niggas that ain't in tune with the fuck is going on. But they is kind of because, like, depending on the generation, though, like, like, listen to nigga like WAP. I can tell you. I can tell you, like, it's not the era to even be thinking about the long game with a female right now. Like, the long game with a female is like, six months (laughs) like for real because 
at the end of the day, if you a nigga with some money, like, unless she truly in this bitch, water whipping chicken, doing whatever, like, she a just a down-ass down female, <clears throat> nine times out of ten, bro, she got, you know, if she bad enough for you to approach her, it's, she clearly bad enough for other niggas to approach her. So it's just like, most of these females just going to the highest bidders nowadays. Like, and I was reading some shit. It was like, niggas with money don't even really want single females. Like, niggas with money, like, want a bitch that got a nigga. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be mutually beneficial. You got to have something to lose now. You can't just, I can't be the only one with something to lose. You gotta have something to lose too. I've Fuck seen the losing it. part. It ain't even about the losing part. It's the fact that she just easy to deal with. She got one nigga that's probably like she's more than likely she might be talking to a few niggas here and there. But if she really in a relationship, she posting a nigga like, oh, that's a nigga cool. But she still gives me a little pleasure. Like that's. That's right up my alley because I, all I want to do is fuck. And I want to send you back home to your nigga who going to take care of you and, you know what I'm saying, do all this other shit that I don't want to do. Like, that's just the reality nowadays with, these, with, a, with a lot of these uh, niggas with money. It's just easier to fuck a nigga bitch than to be trying to deal with a bitch that got Eight, nine different niggas. This this also <clears throat> notable uh, honorable mention. Uh, a young lady on the internet said, "Niggas bringing up trains like it's supposed to embarrass the girl," but I don't know. I feel like having to share coochie with other niggas is worse. Especially when you aren't even the girl you excuse me, when you aren't even the one the girl is there for. Like, you're not even the coochie line leader, my guy. And then another young lady said, Nigga, a third string coochie warmer, and she's supposed to be embarrassed. Misogyny really be saving niggas. I just want every woman on the planet to know there's no way that you can shame the caboose of the train more than <laughs> the actual train itself. These women nowadays got a way of flipping things, my nigga. Like, they really do. They minds is so like, and then you got a female like that'd be like, oh, well, she, she was really getting pleased by two niggas, so she wanna like, whoa, like, it's it's just well, two know, niggas they go train. three three or more niggas is a train. Two niggas is a threesome. Let's see, I'm not gonna. I'm. <laughs> 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 um, um, hey. Hey, I like.
have enough to <laughs> complete the train. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, me personally, man, I'm just saying, like, I see how these females are starting to really operate right now. They really in their bag. You know what I'm saying? They more accessible than ever. So, like, again, they just, they, they're benefiting off of the thirst. Because niggas is going to be thirsty. So, you know what I'm saying? If you're a good-looking chick, niggas going to be thirsty. Niggas going to say whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the reality. And niggas love a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like, the niggas see a girl that's fine as hell with a nigga. All it takes is just, like, for her to give him some feedback. Like, it don't take much. Just a little bit. Like, he going to just keep poking at it. Till motherfucker find that right day, that right perfect argument, he gonna be right there. Meanwhile, like, like that's just like how the world work. Like it don't work like that for niggas, cause you could be a unless you like a celebrity nigga, you could be a nigga with money. You either shooting your shot, cause nine times out of ten, ain't no female hitting you up unless she done been in your lifestyle already, done been around that shit. So now she gonna hit you back, shit like that. She just missed the the fun that you probably provided her life. But like, if you're a nigga with money, you still gotta put in work. You still gotta shoot your shots, play your cards right, or whatever may be the case. It's just that's how the world works. Niggas gotta chase. It's just the nigga that that that's willing to, I guess, break that break that break strike off a little more, gonna win a little more. Yeah, whoever whoever got the whoever got the Brinks truck. Um, but ladies, the, we I'm all about empowering coochie. We not finna empower trains. All right. <laughs> there's 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 no way that you can make I don't care if a million of y'all jump on the bandwagon and start retweeting and start hyping this shit up. There's no way the sixth, the eighth, the tenth nigga on the train is supposed to feel bad because he's the eighth nigga on the train because you still let eight niggas beat in one apartment room or one location in a single sitting. I know that motherfucker stank. Listen, I as as a as a therapist, as a as a whole therapist, it was never a pleasant smell, no matter what number I was in the line. Whether I was a conductor, the caboose, or something in the middle, that room never smelled great. Hell no, I can't. That probably that probably pulled out my 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 father figure, my papa bear personality, and I just sat down and I said, "Why are you doing this to yourself, baby? Why you, <laughs> how you want to do that? You know you ain't got to do that to kick it with us. You know you ain't got to oh. do that." <laughs> Oh, we putting your ass out. You got to go. 
<laughs> you got to get out. <laughs> you I start looking over at Shorty, like on top of my glasses, my glasses at the bottom of my nose. I start looking over my glasses like, no, what you doing? You ain't got to do all that to kick it. Life Jennings. <laughs> Life is rough. Hit a penny, hit a Give it up. You wanted to get the fuck out. <laughs> hey, yo, you. Hey, yo, you. <laughs> Go, shorty. What is you, whoa? <laughs> now, every now and then, you got to bring him back to reality and be like, yo, you know you ain't got to be doing all of that. You know that. Make sure mad. you last when you get feeling that spiel. <laughs> Make sure you going last. Yeah, I'm still putting. I'm I'm still putting the joint on. I'm I'm putting it on as I say all of this. Like, no, you know you ain't gotta do all that. Like you pull it out through your dick hole, your boxers. Like now, you know, you ain't gotta cause cause that's the new consent. <laughs> you know you ain't gotta do that, right? Oh, but you did it anyway. Ha ha, ha ha. <laughs> um, album of the year. Who the fuck had albums? I'm gonna tell you right now. It's it's not Andre three thousand and them fucking flutes. The assortment of flutes. It's not him. For a good part of the year. I had for a good part of the year I had Killer Mike and I didn't think anybody was going to take take that crown because it was just a really quality album Drake dropped didn't care about it Drake dropped again uh, the, the scary hours for all the dogs Still didn't care about it. Um, Diddy dropped the Love album. I really love the Love album, but I think it's a little contradictory for me to give him the Nasty Award and the Album of the Year Award. Travis Scott came and went. A lot, a, a good amount of artists dropped music this year. Um. And as bad as people want me to give it to Nas, I'm actually going to give the album of the year to Offset. That's right. Offset from the Migos. Probably Mm. your least favorite Migo. Potentially your least favorite Migo. Uh, he was my favorite. He was he's my second favorite Migo behind uh, Takeoff. When it came down to verses, all the shit flow. Uh, I really liked Offset. Offset's album. The one thing that I was worried about with his album is him not being able to be universally understood because he's a he's a southern rapper right and a bunch of people listen to future's music and they don't know what he's saying so they just like it if everybody else likes it 
But Offset, he stopped doing lean, which is really crazy because when he did his album rollout, it was more about him and Cardi and what he's been doing since Takeoff passed away than fucking his actual album. But he he handled the media perfectly. So he did great media. He did great fucking rollout. And then the album sounded excellent. The album sounded great. So album of the year for me is going to go to Offset. Uh, Killer Mike, you in second place. Um, It's a couple R&B motherfuckers in there somewhere in the top five. Uh, those are probably my two top uh, rap projects. Offset, Killer Mike. Uh, maybe Nas at the third slot. I got to go back and check. But when I, when I came back and I checked my notes and I looked at my albums played, my music played, uh, Offset been rocking since since the shit came out. No, I I ain't even checked it out for real. Uh, I ain't really been listening to no music like other than like you know what I'm saying the shit that's on the radio. Shit. They still got radio stations where you live at. Yeah, man, we still got radio stations. I mean, <laughs> they ain't shot them all up. That's what you think. You know? <laughs> I just think that's crazy because I don't like I. Who the fuck listens to the radio? I, I listen to the radio shit in the morning. Like I like the some of the morning shows and shit. Uh you like nephew Tommy calling niggas and doing prank calls and shit. Actually I listen to like a more local uh like I, I, I used to listen to the Freaky Smiley and shit. But or the Steve Harvey show and all that shit, but no, I listen to, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Leon Rogers, the comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I listen to that shit in the morning. It's like I said, it's more local shit. Maybe kind of like talking about like Chicago shit. So. But they always had this little segment called Love Them and Leave Them. Like, this shit pretty dope. It's funny as hell. He always like, somebody done called in and you know, I just be having trouble in their relationship. I mean, some of the craziest shit. But sometimes some real shit, too. Um, who was, who was the most entertaining from 2023? Most entertaining. Mm. That's good. Most entertaining. That's, that's actually tough, though. 
I asked the tough questions. I asked the tough, tough questions, bro. I asked the tough questions. Because you can go a few ways on this one for me. Uh, who had a fucking crazy 23? That was just like from him to beginning to end. To me, uh, I will say, and I probably used this one in a previous year, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, To me, the most entertaining will have to be the content creators. Nobody has to, or no group of people, have to be more agile in an entertainment space than the content creators. Yeah, Rihanna can drop a song and her record label can make her do a dance to it that may be associated with the music video and drop a 60-second TikTok. But the content creators got to feel it, got to like it, and they got to carry it. They they do all the heavy lifting. Rihanna just put the fucking prototype out there. All the fucking other people just do the heavy lifting. And most artists, they're not even doing that much. They just drop a song, a clip of a song on a TikTok, and the creators are making a dance to it. I never heard this fucking Tamiya song so much in my life. But now there's a fucking dance to it. So every time I hear it, I'm like, who's the fucking old head in the DJ booth? And then I scope out the dance floor and I see 10, 15, 30, 40 chicks doing the same dance. And I'm like, hold on. Did I miss the fucking video? No, you ain't miss a video. This is all from TikTok. Oh, yeah. What's Tamiya's issue about? Oh, Tamiya's got to dance. Um, Not to simply missing you, but um, when I think about you, I think about giving myself to you. I'm not a smoking chick, and I want a cigarette. It's it's some bullshit. It's, it's a whack song. But when you hear it, things just go. I just want to go. I don't know. But when you hear the song, just peep the room. At at the next function you at, find out who got the aux cord and say, play that to Mia and watch the room. You're going to see half the room know the dance. The other half of the room struggled to do the dance. And then the first half of the room try and help them navigate the dance, which is going to take 15 to 20 minutes. And then somebody's going to pull the camera phone out, try and record it, and boom. Now we won. Now Tamiya won. 
because those quick TikTok clips is record spins, which puts money in her pocket. Now, a million record spins don't even equal up to $5,000, but it's still something that the content creators are making a trend. They, content creators are creating the trends. They're trendsetters now. That I'm not. I'm no longer calling them content creators unless I'm referring to us, because uh, I don't want to call us trendsetters. I think that's corny. Uh, but they are now trendsetters. They're setting shit up, making shit popular, making shit famous, and I mean they're making shit like yo, this is cool. And then the the fucking what is it? The Jid song. The Jid song. They turned this song that was pretty old. It was pretty old. They turned this song into a fucking ceiling challenge. And now chicks is taping their fucking cell phones to the ceiling or to the ceiling fan and shaking ass to a song that came out in like January. This is the song. Like you hear that song all the fucking time, and it's usually because ass shaking is going on with somebody taping their phone to the ceiling. Yeah, but some. Some creator, some trendsetter found this song nine months after it was released, ten months after it was released. They taped their phone to a ceiling fan, start shaking ass, and boom, now it's a trend. Whatever is popular, the internet is dictating what's popular, and the entertainment world is following. What's that what's that joint that just dropped like two weeks ago? Um, the movie on Netflix with Mahershala Ali, Kevin Bacon, mad big names in it. It was a Netflix joint. No, Things we him. left behind, the world we never left, some crazy shit. Niggas said Michelle Obama, Barack Obama wrote this movie. And it's a movie about the end of the world. We've seen a million movies about the end of the world. But they made a hashtag for that hoe. They did a decent full court press a couple weeks before the shit dropped on Netflix. It dropped early in the month. When does the Netflix bill, when's that due? On the 18th? Somewhere between the 18th and the 23rd of every month. No matter who you are, <laughs> your Netflix bill is due between the 18th and the 23rd. So that means you either had to join Netflix last month to get it, or you had to join it this month so that you could be a part of the sauce that everybody else was talking about. 
Netflix reported three days ago the highest stream movie of the quarter. That means of the last three months, this is the highest stream movie. It's two and a half hours of dog shit. But it don't matter if it's a good movie, if it's a bad movie, niggas is talking about it. You know what was a good movie? Fucking Oppenheimer. I ain't checked that out shit. That shit like three and a half, bro. That shit I like three and a half. Get you three and a half hours. <laughs> Get you, put your comfortable socks on. Get your snuggy out the closet. You better have a shark coochie board and some more shit when you put on Oppenheimer in the house. Lock the door. Put your phone in a whole nother room. I don't think I watched the three hour movie since. Nah, three hour movies, my bag, bro. Three hour movies, my bag. Now, I might not be able to watch this whole in one sitting. If I do, I'll never let you hear the end of it, though. I could binge watch TV shows now. Some shit like that series and I'm just checking out or whatever. But like a movie, that movie gotta be super cracking. Like it gotta be action or some shit every 10 fit storyline that you just so glued to type shit. I don't man. I ain't saying that's not this movie, but man, it's been a while for sure. I'm saying it's not this movie. It's not Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer want no action in Oppenheimer. Want no special effects in Oppenheimer. It was three and a half hours of talking. But it was smart niggas talking that smart nigga talk. Einstein popped up in the middle of this bitch. And he won't even he won't even the smartest nigga there. And when he popped up standing by the lake feeding the ducks with some bread, some wonder bread, in the middle of the Great Depression, by the way. That's how wasteful of a nigga he was. Einstein said, yo, <laughs> World War Three, whatever weapon y'all making, whatever, whatever it is that y'all niggas is cooking up in the kitchen, they gonna use that shit for World War Three. It's going to change the game. Y'all niggas is going down in history as the most peaceful, violent niggas on earth. And the niggas start smiling. You can see mad teeth because he was happy. Like, you know, my dad just gave me a pat on the back type of nigga. And Einstein said, now... Y'all niggas is going to be responsible for World War III. They're going to fight World War III with your weapons, with your genius. That's what they're going to fight World War III with. Pat yourself on the back. Nigga said, so what's the issue? Einstein said, World War IV, niggas going to be fighting with sticks and stones. 
you're literally going to set back the human society with the shit you about to drop. You're going to set back the planet society. Niggas ain't going to recoup from your shit. Niggas ain't going to recoup from your shit for so long that whenever niggas get on their feet, stop being mutants, stop being fucking unevolved pieces of shit, and they decide to beef with each other again, they not even going to have the intelligence to beef with each other with nothing but sticks and stones. You're going to take us back to the dark age. Space age one day, dark age for the next 500. Mm. And a nigga walked away from that conversation and said, let's go build. I'm ready to build. <laughs> Yo, the nigga Oppenheimer was a wild boy. Ben Affleck, uh, not Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, hey, this was Matt Damon's year. Movie star of the year. He did Oppenheimer and he did Air. Mm. The only reason why I shit on Air is because I felt like they was playing in my face. One one of my favorite movies that I saw this year, I felt like they was playing in my face the whole fucking movie. They hit everything on the head with air. I mean, it was it was about Jordan shoe deal with Nike, right? Yeah, yeah. Two hour movie, maybe two fifteen, right? You ain't see Jordan the whole movie. I heard you see like the back of his head and shit. You see the back of his head. You see a bald, a purposefully bald head black man silhouette, which felt racist. Jordan says you niggas can't use my likeness. For nothing. For nothing. And that was hate. And that was hate because... I got your video game, Mike. Like, Mike don't know is real niggas on the planet. You know what? Mike is just as bad as Sinbad. You know Sinbad the comedian, right? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Sinbad the comedian is on Al Gore's internet telling people he wasn't in a movie called Kazam where he was a fucking genie. That's what he's telling people. Huh? Oh my God. They got you too. They got you too. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) podcast listeners, podcast fans, I want y'all to know they got the WAP, y'all. I mean, <clears throat> he didn't play Kazam. He played Shazam. Same nigga. Same nigga. It ain't the same shit, though. I mean, because Kazam, I, I know that's the movie with Shaq. 
but I think it was a play off of this movie, if I'm not mistaken. I think the I think the um yeah, the Kazam movie was a play off of Shazam. And Sinbad's been on the internet for years, but more prominently this year, telling niggas that we never saw this movie. It never existed. We're crazy. It's yours. Michael Jordan is acting like we don't know. Back in 1995, 1994, he sold his likeness to Capcom, the same con- the same company that brought you <laughs> Street Fighter. You remember Street Fighter when every three levels you got to beat up a car on the pier? You know what I'm saying? Final Fight. All these great games. Michael Jordan's acting like we don't know that he wasn't on NBA Live 98. It was just Chicago Guard, number 23. I'm number 99, nigga. Oh, no, no, no. Because he couldn't even have the number. Number 99. Just a bald nigga. <laughs> 99. I remember them days. No, see. That's the thing, though, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, I think Jordan, like, the type of nigga, like, man. Images, everything, he ain't letting them off Because the way they did finesse for many years off of him, he's he just not playing no more. That's why he about, you know what I'm saying? The way he is about his brand. He got to get that shit up. If you're going to sit down with Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, all these great white Boston actors and trust and believe they're proudly from Boston. Mm-hmm. If you going to sit down with all these great actors and approve Viola Davis to play your mama as a tribute to your mama and how strong you think she is. You know, I think my mama is the strongest woman ever. And nobody can slave cry like Viola Davis. So I want Viola Davis to play my mama in this movie. But I don't want to be in it. That's an insult to me, my nigga. I mean, end of the day, you know, I know you just don't rub you the wrong way. Pause. He's the goat. Like, this is what it is. Like, I got full say on my likeness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, like a lot of these movies, bro. Like, like I just found out. Like, remember the Titans? Like, a lot of that shit is not true in that movie. <laughs> Yo, chill out. I'm serious. You're just finding that out. Bro, like dead ass serious, bro. 
like just like the school had been in, uh, fucking desegregated since five years before the movie like starts. Like, so I think the movie started in 71. They had been desegregated since 65, 66. The nigga, the nigga, the nigga, Coach Boone had been working at the school. <laughs> like, they just don't talk about that shit. Because that ain't sexy, dog. It really ain't. And Clearly. Gary and Gary and Avon Barksdale wasn't really that close. They wasn't. Well, maybe I know this because I live in Virginia and it happened in Virginia. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe that's just maybe I'm just too close to the situation. Gary Bertia played in the fucking championship game. He wasn't even hurt. I mean paralyzed. <laughs> like I wasn't gonna fuck? bring that up. No, 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 no. No, now you wildin'. Now you bugging. Now leave leave Gary B alone. Bro, that's facts though. He played in the fucking game. <laughs> like, but that wasn't sexy. That wasn't you know what I'm saying? For the big comeback, John, like, oh, shit. And, and niggas didn't even show you the championship game. They didn't they even just do the, the little, fucking dance. They had the little white girl narrating it. Bro, they the, didn't the even do the fucking... won the championship game without Gary. And, and, and Petey went pro. And this guy did this, and and California Sunshine did this. Like, yeah, Bro, the, 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 the girl was so fucked up. She was dead before the movie came out. Like, she died years before. Heroin, meth. Well, they said uh, she had a heart murmurs. Nah, nah. She liked that. She liked that booger sugar. She liked that white <laughs> yam yam. <laughs> she liked the white yam yam. Cause, cause the real coach Yo said he didn't appreciate Disney. Just basically one of his daughters when he had three or four daughters, and they said the little girl didn't even like. She she was at all the games, but she wasn't no avid football. Go turn on HBO Max and look up the documentary called Blindsided. That's worse. You talking about the so, Michael Worst shit? Yeah, nigga. Man, that shit bogus too. We already know that shit bogus. He been screaming it was bogus since maybe, maybe two years after that shit came out on DVD because when the movie first dropped it was too hot for him to say anything and surprisingly he had got drafted like a year or two before the movie came out so by the time the movie came out it was just like oh shit and look the Ravens are playing really well and he's on this team and they just showed a picture of him with the dark visor on, blocking people, and it was never a fucking interaction with him. But shortly after he retires, it got louder. 
my man's just like, yo, what's up with this conservatorship? Yo, y'all made how much money <clears throat> off of this movie? About me? And I didn't make none of this money? <laughs> and then that nigga just started telling all. He started telling all. Yo, I wasn't this big dumb kid. I can read. I played football before this white family met me. I was playing football for mad years before this family met me. This family wanted me to play for this football team, so I left. I was staying with my man, and his dad was the football coach. And now I'm living with this white family my senior year. Like, he gave it up on the fucking documentary. Really good doc. The only thing it was missing was the white people. Of course. (laughs) But, you know, when niggas is making a documentary about some foul shit you did, you probably going to be like, Boo-Wop has decided not to participate in this documentary. <laughs> like, Niggas talk about you for 90 minutes straight. And at the 91 minute mark, the little black screen pop up and say, Boo-Wop decided not to participate in the documentary, but alleges that everything that happened was true. Nah, it ain't gonna be no words true. I ain't on that bitch. But you, I like, I like the documentaries where they be like, he said what? <laughs> the producer be like, yes, 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 yeah. So you know, so you like to lick toes. <laughs> that's a <laughs> fucking lie. When did he say this? When did she say this? That's what he did. Like, see. You know, like, I like them documents because this is like, now you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they asked Gary Payton how he felt about Jordan when he said that shit about him in the last game. But Gary Payton kept a gangster, though, about it. Like, shit, he posed to say that he the GOAT. Like, <laughs> like what else he gonna say? That I stopped him? That I slowed him down? Hell no. That's who he is. He Jordan. Nah, I'm I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up like the black coach from Bishop Sycamore on my documentary. I'm gonna do a whole lot of talking, whole lot of talking, you niggas in the circles, and I just pray to God that you don't clip it up and make me look like a serial killer. <laughs> Who said I like to lick toes? Yeah, every now and then, I like a little toe in my mouth if it's manicured and shit. But who the fuck said, like, why y'all in my... What's that got to do with coaching football? Like, that's going to be me on the dock. Because I haven't learned my lesson. When motherfuckers start telling lies on you, I'd be so pressed to get out there and tell my truth that I don't understand that Maybe you should just sit this one out, big dog. Maybe 
just maybe your truth is worse than the lie and whatever story everybody else has made up in their head. Just sit this one out. Pretty much. Like, that's what it really boiled down to. It's just like, like, is you damned if you talk? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might be damned either way. So it's just like, silence. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's your best, you know what I'm saying, thing to kind of do because can't nobody nitpick silence, like, for the most part. Like, all you want to say is, like, just probably don't want to admit the shit or whatever. But, like, I, if I never say nothing about it, you know what I'm saying? You got to have, like, you got to be like James Winston when he got asked about the motherfucking crab legs. You know what I'm saying? James, why were you stealing crab legs in the local? I'm a Seminole. I'm a Seminole. I love my, I love my team. That, <laughs> you got to know how to be a master deflector when that type of shit happens. I'm trying to win this, this, this college championship because I love my team. I just, I just love my team. Jameis, they said you stole four pounds. I lost four pounds from working out because that's what I do. I'm a seminar. <laughs> you got to be a master deflector. My son is a genius. He's media trained, but not media trained at all. I want everybody, exactly. to, I want everybody to go watch hard knocks on HBO Max where they had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis brought them back to the scraggliest looking shack you've ever seen in your life and his family still lived there and and Jameis is deep into his NFL career at this point like he could have got him out that he could have got him out that shack with the with the number two draft pick signing bonus, but for some reason his family's still living there. He took him out back. He he turned on the hose. Hey, yeah, we used to drink out of this when I was little. Ha ha ha. They go in the house. You know, HBO got the bomb-ass 4K res cameras, and they just put the 4K res camera down on the table and hit a certain level of a zoom, and the roach crawled in front of the camera, and you thought you was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids again. (laughs) I promise you. And I think that's like episode one. You feel me? Like, yeah. Peep my man Jameis out because I I highly doubt his family still lived in that home. But if they did, him bringing HBO cameras there just lets you know everything he say is true. He was fighting cases. I think he was fighting the Uber charge back then, back when he got a ride to uh, – a fast food establishment and not only did he try and jump out of the uber he also tried to dj the pussy of the uber driver now i think we've all been there i don't know how you get there from the back seat of the uber like why are you not like why was you in the front seat you never been there 
Hell no. <laughs> well, you get a bunch of niggas in your Uber, so that's that's why. But yeah. um, and I sit in the back, so I don't even know if it's a man or a woman driving me. So who knows? But besides Jameis, here's somebody else that the NFL would like to be quiet. And you were talking about goats earlier. No, I got I got to bring up your goat. Um, you know, maybe, maybe if you're from, if you're from below the Mason Dixon, Drew Brees is probably your goat. But if you're above the Mason Dixon, then your goat is Tommy TB12. The fuck would Drew Brees be your goat? Excuse me? Well, because he was the greatest quarterback that ever lived. In New Orleans. Ever. Ever, no, ever no lived quarterback. In world. No quarterback has ever come back from Tommy John's surgery. Everybody counted him out. Not only did he come back and beat Tommy John, but he came back and beat Katrina. Okay, mm. it's no, it's no, it's not a bunch of gates behind Drew Brees and his legacy. It's only one gate, Bounty Gate. It's no deflate gate. It's no spy gate. It's no whatever the fuck other gate stealing your signal gate. Like Drew Brees ain't got all that on his on his jacket. On Drew Brees Hall of Fame jacket, he got one mustard stain. Bounty gate. When's the last time Drew Brees hit a nigga? Never. So why they put bounty gate on my man Drew? They shouldn't have. But he was with the winners. You roll with the winners. You got to take all the punishment. Every bit of fucking gate scandal that's tied to white quarterback Jesus, he earned it. Deflate gate helped him. Spy gate helped him. The other gate, the third gate helped him. So, and that nigga was wearing Uggs, and I seen and I seen my son this year, first home game of the Patriots, wearing jeggings in a white cloth, no label V neck, white undershirt in the rain, talking about go Pats go, and then he jogs off the field for forty yards. In the rain with no jacket, trying to look sexy. Like my quarterback would never, bro. My goat would never. Talking about, talking about no goat. (laughs) Drew Brees. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, look. All I know is this, man. Whatever you finna say about time, man. Tom got, you know, he got a uh, got plenty of uh, what's the word I want to use? Just say fuck it, just say knowledge. He got plenty Cache. of knowledge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when he speak, you know what I'm saying? Or or type, people listen. You feel me? Like, 
what it's gonna be, man. He, he's he's go Brady for all the, the gates you want to put on his jacket. He got double the rings to put on the well as well. Now that's dead ass. And and I think this is, if my count is correct, this is the third or fourth time he's made a a quote unquote viral comment online during uh the NFL season. And the last one was like two weeks ago. So my son is on a roll. Uh, but watching the Pittsburgh Steelers game versus the Colts, uh, there was a hit against Michael Pittman from DeMonte Casey. And this has turned out to to basically suspend Casey for the rest of the year. He's mm-hmm. done. Now what motherfuckers aren't saying is that KZ has like six unsportsmanlike flags for the season. So when they suspended him for the season, they're saying due to multiple warnings and everybody's just like, well, how can they suspend him for doing his job on this hit? It's not just about this. This is, he's the Draymond Green of football. Think Vontez Perfect. That's what I was going to say, more Vontez Perfect. Yeah, Vontez Perfect is the reason why uh, Antonio Brown is crazy now, because he gave Antonio Brown CTE. But Tom Brady, (laughs) immediately after the hit, Tom Brady comes out on the internet, he posts a video to replay, and he says, yo, nobody likes seeing players get hurt, but hard hits happen. QBs should not be throwing the ball in areas where they are exposing their own teammates to these types of hits. That's a bar, especially coming from Tom Brady going against a nigga named Gardner Minshew. Your first name is Gardner. You're in the wrong fucking profession, bro. That's what Tom Brady said. He he, he said that to a degree, but he was still calling out coaches, players. He was just saying, etc. Like, yeah, you know, when you look at it, that was a bad throw. If I got to overextend and dive to catch the ball, like it's a bad throw, and you're making me dive in traffic at that. It's not like you well, dive. And I'm well, like, the rest of the quote, the rest of the quote, coaches need to coach better. QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places, and defenders should aim for hitting the right areas. To put the blame on the defense player all the time is just flat out wrong. Need better QB play? Exclamation mark. Double time that hoe. It's not okay, QBs, to get your wide receivers hit because of your bad decisions. Exclamation mark. I fully agree with Tom Brady for a few reasons here. The main reason, the main reason why I agree with Tom Brady is because Jackson was wide the fuck open right up the seam. The same side of the field that Pittman was on, Jackson was wide open up the sideline. 
Now, his hands aren't as good as Pittman. Pittman's the money man. And Pittman and Minshew are mad close. Ever since Pittman's been in, I mean, ever since Minshew's been in, Pittman's been getting 10-plus targets every week. Now, what I will say DeMonte Casey is guilty of, and I don't want to say it, and it, and I'm going to sound shitty saying this. He put his shoulder down. He put his shoulder down after Pittman left his feet. So after Pittman leaves his feet and he's in a full dive, Casey is taking one step, two step, put your head down. You can't see what you hitting and then launching his body or what appears to be launching his body into Pittman's neck. It's a sloppy play on both sides. I put more blame on the quarterback because he overthrew Pittman. He missed a wide-open target. But the defensive player still took a step. And I know when you go on that fast, it don't fucking matter. But it really don't matter when you put your fucking head down and take a step and put your shoulder down into a nigga that you saw before you put your shoulder down. Didn't even have his feet on the ground. And if you got five or six of these under your jacket, in week 16 of the NFL season, you've been talked to enough. That's right. But I like Tom's energy. I like Tom. Matter of fact, I love Tom's energy because this shit, uh, a week or two ago, Tom was out here telling niggas, yo, y'all too soft. Y'all playing pussy ball. Y'all quarterbacks is mad protected. Your wide receivers is mad protected. Motherfuckers is, and he's he's like talking shit. Like, yo, and I'm like, it was Tom drunk? But it's like 9, 9 a.m. on a fucking Monday and Tom is saying this shit on live. Like on the IG live. I I don't know how I don't know the the Roger Goodell wants to make money off of sports bets and that's why y'all are so protected. Like Tom G was cutting it loose. Tommy, I know you signed all that money to get in the booth. If this is the type of shit you're gonna talk, they're not gonna put you in the booth, bro. Shit. I promise you. I promise you they not. I know niggas hate uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman as much as anybody else. And they hate Tony Gonzalez. And they hate fucking Tony Romo. They hate a lot of these commentators. Chris Collinsworth. They hate this nigga Chris Collinsworth. But the league ain't gonna let you go commentate on niggas playing bad football. What the fuck is Tom Brady gonna talk about when he has to go be the commenter of the Atlanta Falcons versus the Carolina Panthers 
They were selling tickets for a dollar. Their highest ticket for this past Sunday's game was $123. You could have got a front row seat on the 50-yard line for $123 at a professional football game. What you what you think Tom Brady is going to say when he's commentating on a game and it's 18 people in the stands? Something that's not good for business. I promise you this. Tommy, uh, like I said, man, he, he going to be all right because, again, he's going to be like, like, how many times do you probably ever see a, like, and he right now is a clear goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't rarely see, like, guys like Brady and guys of his stature, like, in the booth, like, for real. But it's starting to become a new day. Like, like again, like, you can't be necessarily an athlete of the old or, or anything like they offer him that bag. He loved the game. You know what I'm saying? So it gives him that, that freedom. You know, you might not be traveling, you know, uh, <clears throat> on, on Wednesdays, no more to wherever the fuck you finna go. Like you had a road game or something like that. Now you just probably leave the crib Saturday, fly the way you need to fly to. Round trip, shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. It's definitely good for family. If he still had one, it's definitely good for family. It's, it's um, just good for him, though, too, because it's still, like, keep him around the game, son, which is what he ultimately probably really wanted. Nah, Tom, Tommy needs to be around the host. He needs to travel more. Put Put Tommy on the plane Tuesday for the Thursday Amazon game. He needs to be wherever that Amazon game is, but he needs to be there Tuesday so he can get over his jet lag. Wednesday, he can scope out the scene for the hoes. Thursday, because Tom's dedicated to his work. So Thursday, after the game's over, after he finishes all of his commitments, beat down the local Doonies, Sunday morning, he's back on TV like nothing happened. Yeah, I was at the I was at the Thursday game. Cincinnati Bengals. Oh man, they just look they just look rough. But but Jamar Chase saved them again. Ready to smoke first. Speaking of speaking of goats. Speaking of goats, your goat. Your twin, you look alike. Draymond Green. It's That young man is living living on the deep end now, man. <laughs> Yo, is Great. it over for my nigga? Is it over for my oh, nigga, bro? Oh, yeah, man. Gee, gee, that that punch 
was the like some shit you see in the hood when a nigga busting your ass. <laughs> you just like, man, fuck this game, nigga. I beat your ass. Like, like and you get spun around. Yeah, like, like Draymond has been unhinged since the George Poole shit. I ain't necessarily like saying it was right what he done, but all I will say again, like that was a situation like twenty years ago. Nobody would even talked about or heard about or anything. It's just been between the team. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Maybe today a nigga that's on that team would talk about it like, man, I never forget such such hauled off on them in practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it just be shit like that. But for it to happen when it happened, and then it, you know, right after they win a title too. You know what I'm saying? I think Draymond was really salty about like Detroit Poole getting that bread. He felt like he probably really didn't earn it. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and he know he got his own contract situation going on, like how they finna approach it. So, <clears throat> I, I think a lot of... I think he just fucking... I'm, I'm with him. And not because the Warriors is my squad, but because he really thought he was selling a, a defensive foul. He thought that's what he was selling. He tries the game position. A nigga's boxing him out. A nigga's got him. Got him really great. A nigga's holding him. So he fucking spins really hard. Doesn't get a whistle. His arms are flailing. Foiling arms akimbo. And they just connected. I think that he's thinking in slow motion, it's going to look like he got spun around with his arms already up. It's like, it's like when you square off with the nigga when you get off the bus and the nigga say, don't hit me. Don't touch me. And you say, nah, don't touch me. And that nigga just starts doing the windmill with his arms, <laughs> walking towards you. That's Draymond Green, bro. I mean, I think Draymond's just a man hunting his, bro. Knowing that he's not the same player no more, but he's still kind of like, obviously, in Golden State is treated. To a, a different standard, you know what I'm saying? That's the worst part about it. That's the worst part about it because after this most recent incident, I think uh, a day or two after it happened, everybody starts saying, Well, this is bad on Steph. Because if Steph was really the great leader that we said he would be, this wouldn't happen. This never happened on a LeBron team. This never happened on a Tim Duncan team. This never happened on a Jordan team. And I laugh because I'm like, yeah, Jordan just had a fucking six-part documentary 
on Netflix where motherfuckers was saying Jordan punched me in practice. Documented footage of Jordan picking up, picking on some nigga in practice, calling him a hoe up and down the court. Like Jordan was a fucking bully. He had, it was very, it was giving very much Draymond Green when Jordan was doing it. But I just hate to see that the vocal leader of the Warriors, everybody's saying the fucking poster leader of the Warriors is going to take a hit because he can't control this nigga. Well, this ain't the first. This is like the 10th time. Of course he can't control this nigga. Steve Kerr can't control this nigga. The GM, the owner, Adam Silver can't control Draymond Green, bro. He just got suspended for five games for some other bullshit that he did. He's a habitual line crosser. He's a habitual line stepper, but here's here's how you hit a nigga like Draymond. And it's not going to sit well with the public, but here's how you hit a nigga like Draymond. I know they said suspended indefinitely, and that shit sounds sexy. Like, on paper, on paper. It's yours. That shit sounds like the best thing ever. Oh, he might be gone. They did this to John Morant, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Draymond's getting suspended for 15 games. You add this 15 with the five that he already got suspended for. Even if he plays out the season, he only plays 62 games. What's the minimum so that you can have the NBA team accolades? It's 65 games. He falls below the threshold. So he can't don't have... make that motherfucker no way. He played 97 games. He, you take away the chance, the opportunity. Maybe not first team, but second team, third team, whatever the fuck, and all defensive, whatever the fuck. All that shit adds money to his potential next contract. That's how you hit him. All you got to do is hit him with 15 games, and now he can't get these fire accolades that add money to your next contract. The money that you can't take away from a NBA champion, from a NBA all-star, you can't take that away from him because he's earned those accolades during the previous contract. But on the next contract, I'm going to at least stop your ability to earn these accolades for the 2023 season. I mean, that's 15 cool. games all it takes. <clears throat> that's cool, but, like, it's deeper than that with Draymond, though, because it's just, like, he's he been in a lot of, you know what I'm saying, like, fucked up situations. You know what I'm saying? One would have thought he learned his lesson. <clears throat> to a degree, like, ain't nobody telling you can't be an enforcer and this, quote-unquote, you know, tough guy or whatever, but, like, still, it's becoming, like, the shit people saying about him is that, like, United States has him, so Draymond got a list of players he likes to target. He target people he know not gonna really retaliate back. It's just gonna throw them off their game. Enough. Like, he already well, know, just, like, that's just good sportsmanship, bro. 
that's just good sportsmanship. If me and you is playing 2K in your living room and I know talking shit to you is going to help me win the game, I don't care if I'm down 20. I'm going to be in your ear talking shit as soon as I score and I'm only down 18. Yeah, but because you know. I know me talking shit's going to take you off your game. Draymond's doing the same thing. Now, some of it he caught a bad rap for. That's the bonus boy. That was a bad rap. Because that young man yeah. held his foot. And he that was kicked the start of yeah, well, no, that wasn't the start because I mean he punched LeBron in the nuts. Like they, it's a, it's a four no. minute reel. No, I already know his I'm just saying, like that that particular incident was like it was it was huge. It's two moves that's going to happen at the end of this season. Uh, my favorite is Draymond goes to play for the Detroit Pistons on his own volition. You know, Harvey because, his paper, though. Yeah, but, you know, hey, let's let's do a buyout. This ain't working. I don't want to embarrass y'all no more. I'm going to go play for the Detroit Pistons. This and I, and I just like that because the Detroit Pistons lost like 25 games in a row, and he's from Michigan. Um, then the most likely option for real, for real, the most likely option, he just retires after this year. He retires after this year. He focuses on his content creation. I think athletes like him, Pat Bev, Pat Bev is, Pat Bev might be my favorite athlete content creator behind Kevin Garnett. Whatever Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce do, I can listen to Kevin Garnett talk shit about basketball for hours. Pat Bev is right there next to him because Pat Bev, niggas ain't asking Pat Bev for a lot. But because you know he a defensive nigga, and maybe it's because he's from Chicago too. Like Chicago niggas just have the coolest slang. And they just tell good stories. Pat Bev be like, me, I said, boom, boom, boom. She said, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, oh, where the fuck do you get this? Like, me, she, her. Like, why do you narrate stories like that, Pat Bev? Why is Pat Bev drinking a Miller Light after the victory? That nigga just ran cardio for 42 minutes, scored eight points, got three steals, kept his defender from hitting their season average, and the first thing he wants to do when he hits the press conference, after they talk to Joel Embiid, uh, Tyrese Maxey, they want to talk to Pat Bev, and this nigga pops out a 12-ounce can of Miller Lite. Mm. Respectable athletics, bro. That's respectable <laughs> athletics. <laughs> I've often I've often drank a 40 of Miller High Life after a couple full-court games of basketball. 
and smoked a freaked black and mild. The freak black and mild is fucking <laughs> It's yours. <laughs> I Yo. had to homie that motherfucker. You freak get out of blacks, bro. Damn, bro. Flame that motherfucker up so I can hit that motherfucker, bro. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, yo, I'm gonna paint a picture. You arguing with your queen? You want a car ride for 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 some reason? You driving long long distance travel, just you and your queen. You arguing? You you mid rant. You might be three four minutes deep into your rant. And you giving her the business. And you're really wanting her to be accountable. And you look over. And she's not even arguing back with you no more. She's freaking a black. What's your next move, big dog? First off, bro. Um, That's like, like, bro. This gotta be like. I, I like either you smoke blacks like this can't be some shit I'm just witnessing for the first time on a road trip. <laughs> this shit just been unbeknownst to me. <laughs> you done you got all the tobacco in the little plastic. You over here real life freaking this bitch, huh? You finna pull the cancer out this bitch. All right, man, baby D, what you on? I'm <laughs> I'm trying to figure this shit out. You gonna you finna put a bandana on next too? You you thug life, ain't you? That's some manly ass shit to see. I would never in a million years like it's bad enough to see a woman smoke cigarettes to a degree, but bro. A black that shit just like so manly, bro. Like, bitch, you smoking cigars? <laughs> what if it's the wood tip? What if it's the wood tip joint? <laughs> that don't help, right? That don't help the wood tip, the wine man, joint? Man, don't. None of that shit help, bro. Like, I don't, man, bro. That's, like, super fucking manly, bro. Like, I'm gonna just be like, damn. You might as well pull pull a motherfucking OE from under the seat too, bitch. Get right. What the old English? You got a Code 45? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this shit out. What's going on? Like, that's manly, bro. That's tough. Um, I'm going bitch. to I'm gonna unfasten my seatbelt. Slowly, because I don't want to alert you. I'm going to treat this shit like the white ball treated the Tyrannosaurus Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> don't make no sudden movements. You're in dangerous territory, young man. I'm going to undo my seatbelt. I'm going to put the car on cruise control. I'm going to open the door 
of the driver's side because I'm driving. I'm going to open the door and I'm going to politely excuse myself from this car because that's not a car I want to be in. And I pray to God that I receive some type of check or some type of compensation for dealing with such a fucking street thug.